Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Angela Jackson, a partner at New Profit, a venture philanthropy firm where I lead the future of work strategy and investments. I'm here to tell you about XPRIZE Rapid Reskilling, a $5 million 30-month competition challenging anyone anywhere with ideas to reinvent job training methods that get people back to work. With COVID-19, the future of work became the present. Many jobs disappeared overnight, but bills come on a monthly basis, and we realize that any training we offered for the future of work must be rapid, cost-efficient, and time-efficient. The future of work isn't automation, or robots, or drones, or AI. The future of work is people. We are so proud to be partnering with XPRIZE to radically transform how people are trained, upskilled, reskilled, back into meaningful work. Learn how you can be part of this competition and register at rapidreskilling.xprize.org. Hello, hello, hello. Emily Church back at it again with the Future Positive Podcast. In these first few episodes, we've been talking with some of the brightest minds in the world about the work they're doing to pull the future forward, developing breakthrough technologies decades before anyone expects. On this episode, we're dropping in on a conversation between XPRIZE founder and utopian futurist Peter Diamandis as he talks with acclaimed author Kim Stanley Robinson, whom The Atlantic named the gold standard of realistic and highly literary science fiction writing. In just a second, we're going to hear Peter and Kim explore the human requirements that will be needed for us to make the leap into being a multi-planetary species, which some, including Elon Musk, believe is a necessity for the long-term survival of humankind. Let's find out what Peter and Kim think about the human role of turning science fiction into science fact. So there are, there are science fiction writers who are fantasy writers who don't pay attention to the laws of physics. Right. Uh, and there are those like yourself who write what is possible in the future based upon uh, for, you know, first principle thinking. And looking over the next decade, what is a problem that is not being solved? The government's not doing it, companies aren't doing it, or things are moving too slow where we can set and say, this is the future we want to create. Can you help us understand a little bit from your point of view of what are the tools people are going to have? What is, how do you think, help them think big over the next decade? 
because a lot is materializing. What are your thoughts there? Well, um, thanks for having me, Peter, and Thank it's you. great to be here. Um, in fact, this is kind of a, a vision out of one of my utopian science fiction novels, a meeting like this, a, a, a meeting of experts and people with expertise to try to uh, plan the short-term future, which is one subgenre of science fiction. And we have the uh, space opera that is hundreds or thousands of years in the future, and then the, the future is so big that science fiction breaks down into different uh, zones depending on how far out into the future you go. If you only go out 10 years, then it's um, just a short throw of days from today, and that gets interesting to um, to take on the, the most pressing problems so that the beautiful things that might come after are um, made possible by dealing with the problems that are right in our face. And I, what I admire about what the XPRIZE is doing is identifying the things that can be done now that will then uh, serve as a platform or scaffolding for the improvements that could come later on. And, you know, as one of the preeminent Martians on this planet, I would say that Mars, in, uh, as much as I love SpaceX, is really uh, not one of the pressing problems, nor one of the nor one of the solutions to our pressing problems. It's kind of the reward. Mars and the rest of the solar system is the reward for humanity if we get our act together on Earth. So, um, st STEM. This is what I love. This has uh, been a big part of my life. Uh, science, technology, engineering, and either medicine or math, and I like to include both uh, to get both of them in. STEM is the thing that we're talking about here. That it's I what, first what first competitions really support and promote. Yes, and this is the group of expertise that's come together. It's the STEM community doing what can be done in our moment so that it's, it's already a politics by other means, by direct action, by working in the material world, by working collectively as scientists, engineers, mathematicians, people in the medical world. Things can be done right now to deal with the problems that we have. And it's the integrative um, ability of all of these fields coming together in a, a kind of a mass action that is a little bit under the radar. Uh, you would have to look at all the scientific institutions, all the scientific journals, that's already impossible. But you try to gather the information at the top and see what's being done, and then identify points, and that's what I think you're up to here, where um, action can actually be done now that doesn't run into um, an impossibility that has been hidden by the science fiction story. That happens a lot. Like, we'll just do this. And science fiction writers are very good at taking one little development and then saying, well, if we can do that, then we can do the next thing. Like, say, if we can go to the moon, we can go to Tau Ceti. And yet, <laughs> that doesn't follow. That does not follow. And so what's happening here is to say, well, if we can do what we're doing right now, what can we really do next? And when they all integrate, what I've been interested in in particular is the... Uh, I mean, I don't believe in the singularity. I scarcely believe in artificial intelligence. We've got powerful computers, but they're not anything like human minds, and, they, and they'll never be. The human brain is a strange and unique object in the universe. But the information gathering, the big data, our ability to ask questions and answer, 
them in ways that we've never been able to before might enable us to understand this planet right down to the individual citizens of all the wild creatures that are left. And they're endangered uh, radically by, uh, by human actions. And yet, if they become citizens too, and we know where they all are, and they are all enumerated in the big data system, uh, right down to the smallest creature, our ability to take care of them, so land use, um, water use, and all the things that you're working on can be through the, the, the powers of the STEM community be integrated into a basically utopian future. And it can be done in a stepwise manner from right here without stumbling into any physical impossibilities. That situation won't exist for more than about 10 or 20 more years. Meaning we have a window. We have a window. Yeah. And it's mo mainly because of the climate crisis, and this is why the carbon drawdown uh, X prize, this is why the water out of the air, all of the things that can be done to deal with the climate crisis and the carbon problem, and we need clean energy. Um, if we have a lot of clean energy, many problems will get solved. So um, these are the, the points at which uh, stories can be told that actually have workable answers in the present. Let me play a little uh, exponential technology jazz with you, if I could, for fun. Uh, uh, just, uh, so we just saw Google announce quantum supremacy. I think we have, might have Jack Hittery here, one of our trustees, who's part of that team. And, and quantum computers, while it's still just a parlor trick, the potential is for helping us reinvent material science, right? And, uh, and, and materials genome in terms of understanding the adjacencies of what materials can do. Well, materials science is, is astonishing right now. Now, um, quantum computing, can we stabilize the qubit? Well, this is one of those science fiction stories. I always say yes in my novels. It isn't that clear that we can in the real world. And also, you know, Shor's algorithm, there are some, uh, if you got a quantum computer working, there are some operations that would take an ordinary computer something like 10 billion years and it would take a quantum computer like 20 minutes. But the thing is, that's like factoring large numbers. What about real world problems? Are quantum computers going to help us with real world problems? It depends what questions we can figure out, what algorithms we can write. So it's not there, it's not so much the hardware, which is questionable anyway, but the software and our human abilities to ask the right questions. But if we had material science, I'll, I'll toss out some X prize ideas that you can work on. If we had near room temperature superconductors at, at regular pressures, we talked about gigapascal pressures, let's put that aside, you could, you could solve the, uh, the problem by creating, you know, basically electrical conduits from the light side to the dark side of the earth. I mean, you can balance south and north and east and west. So a room temperature superconductor would be amazing for, uh, for energy. It's another one of these questions. Uh, uh, right now we've got not only room um, temperature superconductors, but up to uh, higher than boiling point of water superconductors, but they have to be 2.5 atmosphere, 2.5 million atmospheric pressures in order to work. So. I, can that be uh, detached and still work? Nobody knows except the scientists at the cutting edge of that thing. I, <clears throat> I'm interested, but I, I think more interesting are the, one, are the problems that don't have that crevasse of possible impossibility that is sitting there between us and being able to do so it. So what are some of the big environmental problems that you would love people to create prizes around? Do you have any favorites? Well, I think... Um, 
Well, clean energy, uh, solar panels. Um, if they went from 20% efficiencies to 70% efficiencies, my lord. Um, regenerative agriculture, the French have this four per thousand, that if you could have four parts per thousand more of carbon in the soil at the end of the year than at the beginning of the year, then this is major carbon drawdown in the creation of food. Well, that might be possible. Uh, regenerative agriculture is a is a very interesting new field, and it has to do with ecology. It's a it's a mix. Ecology often shades off into a multivariable that it's so big that it becomes more of an art than a science, and you have to do a lot of experiments in the field. It's messy. It's slow. I don't know if it's X Prize accessible mm -hmm. compared to some of the other things that you've got going, but I think it's super interesting. Um, you have a health thing going. I would say that in terms of public health, health and longevity, that if we could, uh, you want quantifiable and measurable uh, things that you can give the prize to, well, the Gini Index is, a, is an index. It's a number, it's quantifiable, it's measurable. If the Gini Index went from worldwide went from 60 to 30, human health would be vastly important. What do you mean by that? The Gini index is the ratio of, of uh, inequality on the planet. So the higher the, the, higher the number, the more uh, in unequal the human society is. So Finland is like 25, the United States is like 60, the world's like 65. That inequality hurts the planet, hurts people. And um, a plan to reduce the Gini coefficient would be, well, it would be messy again, but it would be very, very intriguing. So these are the kind of things that I, I'm interested in because they're social, because actually I am an English major, not a scientist, but I'm married to a scientist, and I feel like I know the, I know the um, what you might call the nested institutions or the practice of science as an observer, and I can write about it. I can imitate it in uh, sentences. So... Uh, this is a utopian gathering, and we live in a world that's right now filled with dystopias. And this is why I kind of love seeing this. It's uh, new to me. But uh, dystopias express our fears, and we all have a lot of fears right now, so this is why you see so many dystopias. Utopias express our hopes. There are never very many of them. There's maybe one utopian per generation. We had Ursula Le Guin. We had Gene Roddenberry. Mm. These are utopian thinkers, and I am an advocate of utopian science fiction because hope is a subtler, and, um, but it's, more, it's cellular that life, just living, is a matter of hope day by day. So you need to write that story, too. I'm going to continue playing jazz with you. One of the areas I'm, I'm amazed and interested in is the whole field of rapid sequencing, CRISPR, uh, CRISPR editing, gene therapy, and so forth. And one, of my, one of my concerns is that we're sitting ducks for pandemics on the planet. And so if I'm going to sort of put a theme out there, I'd love to see coming out of XPRIZE is maybe a to de rapidly detect and be able to create a countervailing uh, bacteriophage, if you would, to stop a pandemic. That would be super, and I think that's doable. CRISPR is incredibly powerful, and uh, synthetic biology is a happening field that um, developments are coming so fast. Uh, and it's something that we can do that we have to be careful with, and yet um, it's, it's, it's an extension of medicine. 
it's, it's the edge of medicine right now um, because it has to do with human health and public health and, and the health of the biosphere. One thing that's been interesting in these last, uh, it's a recent discovery, 50% of the DNA inside your body is not human DNA. You are a biome or a forest and ecology. Well, this is kind of news. A, a sense of identity when you're a forest or a walking ecology. This is a new thing. And so, uh, again, it's a discovery that means that uh, biology is a crucial, uh, crucial field right now for, uh, for rapid development. And it's really part of what science has been doing all along because science kind of began in medicine. I mean, that's really where we tried to start fixing things in the real world. It was, of course, with our own bodies. Well, Stan, I'm grateful to have you with us here today and, and yeah. thank you for your body of work. Thank you. And I wanted to say, um, Peter was encouraging me to uh, um, encourage you all to uh, uh, you know, think big when you're in these visions that you're doing. And I, I want to say, um, it seems to me that's already happening and that I myself am not a visioneer but a roving reporter. So I will be going room to room and I'll be getting ideas for my novels. It's, uh, science fiction novels come backwards to the STEM community, not forwards, <laughs> at least in, until the next generation. Thank you, Stan. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And as we think about how awesome and inspiring the future can be, you can also get yourself excited for the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Future Positive Podcast. Hi, I'm Anusha Ansari, astronaut and CEO of XPRIZE, a global future positive movement of over 1 million people and rising tackling the world's grandest challenges in exploration, environment, and human equity. We'd love for you to join us. Check us out on your favorite socials and find out how you can support, sign up, or join a team at xprize.org.